Welcome to the Meditation Podcast. You can find all our episodes on meditationpodcast.org. We're also on BitChute and YouTube. you find the links in the podcast description. I'm also a podcasting coach because I've got four other podcasts. You'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. My guest today from America, New York, herbalist, energy medicine educator, trauma-informed breathwork facilitator, and a motivational speaker. Please welcome Amy Stein. Thanks, Roy. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so, I mean, I mentioned you're doing a lot, but I suppose you might just introduce <laughs> yourself uh, a bit more to the listeners. Sure. So I, in when I work with my own healing and with others supporting them on their healing journey, I bring in the power of Mother Earth, the connection to Mother Nature, because that's something that we don't have anymore in our society. We're very disconnected from the intelligence that exists there. And so in part, we're then disconnected from the intelligence that also exists within us. And so I think it's really important to bring back that connection to mother nature, the importance that she has, the resiliency that she demonstrates to us, no matter how much we pollute and abuse her, right? And so that's really part of a large part of how I conduct the way I live my life in that I respect mother earth. She is my my God, so to speak, right? Like that is who I commune with. That is my higher power. And the intelligence that exists with her is also mirrored within us. So the more I connect to her, the more it opens up my connection to my intuition and the intelligence that I have to bring myself back into balance. And so I do this all from a trauma-informed approach. Safety is paramount. It is the most important part that I feel safe and also the client feels safe, right? And so I do work virtually and I incorporate breath into every session that I do because I feel that is very important part of connecting you back to your body. And it's a skill that we all have. We breathe every single day, right? You may not intentionally breathe. You may not be taking full deep breaths, which is what your body craves, but we do breathe every single day. So it's something that is, is common. It's not foreign to us. And that is basically how I have found the ability to be back into my body to build resilience and safety and then using other energy medicine techniques because we're all energy. Everything that exists in the world, whether you can see it or not see it, is energy. And so being able to work with it rather than against it, we can allow for healing to occur on all levels. Right. So I know like I'm totally in agreement with everything you're doing and that's why I reached out because I love what you're actually standing for. But your own journey, because basically what happened to you has kind of put you on this path. So you might just let people know what you actually experienced. Absolutely. So the body gives us messages, but we identify them as symptoms, right? There's something wrong. The body is broken. Actually, the system that we live in is broken. How we're disconnected from nature. We're disconnected from the body as a whole. We live solely in the brain, right? Everything needs to be logical. So I grew up in this paradigm, just like everybody else, that there's something wrong. You go to the doctor, they fix you. The problem in lies in that you don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong with you. It's the system that you're trying to live in that is broken. And so when you're given a medication or a surgery as the fix, it actually doesn't address the root cause. It doesn't address the problem. So growing up as a child, I had all these messages and I would tell my parents and they would take me to the doctor and the doctor would say, there's nothing wrong with you. You're too sensitive. Your lab works are normal. <laughs> you know, you're just trying to use this as an excuse to get out of doing things. But I could feel sensations. I could experience other people's moods. I could pick up, you know, what I now know is their energetic 
experiences. And I knew certain foods I didn't want to eat. I knew certain clothing I didn't want to wear. And so I was labeled a difficult child, right? And so I didn't understand that there was a term for that. It's called highly sensitive person. And empathic is also when you can feel what other people are experiencing. And so as a child of the 80s, this was not discussed, right? It's only being discussed now in the forefront, but in the 80s, it wasn't. And so I felt very alone. And so for in order for me to fit in, I had to conform to what society expected, right? I had to be like everybody else because to be different was bad. And so I was chosen to ignore the messages from my body. And so they kept getting louder and to the point where I can no longer ignore them. I was working with chronic pain patients and I began to resemble them. And I was 26, 27 and my patients were in their seventies. And I thought there's something wrong here. Like, why am I having the same symptoms as these patients who are in their seventies? And it got to the point where it was very debilitating. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't work. I couldn't really get out of bed. The fatigue was all consuming. I had GI issues. I had daily vertigo and migraines. And I didn't know what was wrong. And the typical paradigm of Western medicine was just take this pill and come back when it gets worse. And so I was on this merry-go-round of seeing all these doctors. Again, I live in New York. You throw a rock, you hit a doctor, right? Like I'm not without healthcare. And the issue was that none of the doctors were examining the root cause. None of them were looking at my body as a whole. None of them were communicating to each other, right? It's all part works. Like you have kidney issues, you see the nephrologist, you have GI issues, you see the GI doctor, you have rheumatic issues, you see a rheumatologist, but none of them talk to each other and they don't look at us as a system as a whole. And there's no mind, body, spirit connection. It's, oh, you're depressed, go see a therapist, talk about it. And that actually causes more trauma to the system. And so none of that was mentioned to me, you know, 13, 14 years ago, none of this was talked about. And so it was something that I had to decide for myself that this system was not working. It was failing me. And that I I was no longer going to be guinea pig by these doctors and feel like I was dying. I was going to turn guinea pig myself and then continue to do my own research and see where that led me. And so that led me to ancient healing systems, traditional systems of healing that have been around for thousands of years. So Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine. These Eastern medicine technologies and techniques, only modern day science is now catching up to. And so I was really surprised that no one had talked to me about this. And even when I was seeing these other labeled alternative practitioners, there was still a big disconnect in that they were not addressing the mind, the body, and the spirit. And so it was something that I had to uncover on my own. The healing journey is not linear, right? It's filled with lots of ups and downs. It is not easy. It's hard. And you you need a lot of help and guidance along the way. And so I didn't always have that. So I was trying to do a lot of it on my own. And it made it a lot harder. And so when I got to the point where I was feeling better, I decided that I was going to be that support system for somebody else. I was going to guide them along on their own journey. Again, not being able to do it for them because I can't, but offering suggestions, offering books to read, offering techniques to try out, offering ways and invitation to look at the body as a whole and not treat it as broken parts. What I find strange is that um, with you go to the different doctors, the fact that they don't even ask what kind of medication you are sometimes like 
if, if I look at try to look at solutions, one is go the natural route, but sometimes people they're kind of so deep in it should be done like on a blockchain technology system that basically each doctor has to log in and see what the whole history as well as then adding additional stuff. So at least the new doctors or whatever different departments you're going to know exactly what's going on. But it seems to be, and I don't know what it's like in America, but like when I was growing up, it was kind of paddle mark, you know, you just go in and yeah, prescription antibiotics, off you go. It was because they're getting paid per, per you know, it's not a case if they get X mm-hmm. per hour, it's like per customer. So if they can bring 20 through in it, 20 people through in an hour they're making a lot more money and unfortunately mm. most of them they don't even talk to you and like as you mentioned the disease that you've got or whatever a person has they're they're looking at putting the cream on the hand which isn't solving it which is usually yeah might remove the actual rash but it's giving a side effect plus it's appearing somewhere else and it's it, the whole right. system is seriously broken yeah and that's what's so frustrating in that we're still indoctrinated into this idea that you go to the doctor, they're going to fix you. But, you know, doctors are human, just like us, and they don't live in your body. And so the the thing that I try to remind people that's really important is that you live in your body. So you know how your body responds. And, you know, I know what it feels like to go to the doctor, not be seen, heard, or believed, right? Like that, I lived that for most of my life. And so that is the one thing I try not to do with other people too. I try to validate their experience, even if I haven't experience exactly what they're going through. I know what it feels like to be dismissed. I know what it feels like to not be seen or heard, right? And so we all want to belong. We all want to feel good. And so the issue is that when we don't understand how the body is designed to work, we work against the body in a lot of ways. So the body is designed to heal. The body is designed to bring you back into balance, but you're not taught any of this, you know, in school and health class or, you know, any of those classes, right? So the idea that your body is designed to heal and bring you back into balance is a foreign idea to us because we think it can't do that. It doesn't have an, we don't understand the intelligence that it has, but when you understand that the body is also designed for safety, that a lot of the things that we do in our life that we think are just automatic behaviors are actually behaviors that have been ingrained in us before age seven. So it's part of this belief system, again, of this system we, we grow up in, this culture, the society, how we're raised, the parents, the people that raise us, it creates this dynamic. And that's why a lot of the times I say healing is a process of unlearning because you have to unlearn all these programs, all these beliefs. You have to unlearn what you've been told about the body, what you've been told about health and health care, right? So we're in a sick care system. It's You don't go to the doctor if you're healthy. You go to the doctor because there's something wrong with you. And so this system in that it is not built for, for preventative care. It is not built to treat the body when it's well. And so we don't understand any of that. So it's something that I'm trying to do these interviews so people understand it's this bigger issue that lies, this bigger issue of disconnection, right? And also this idea of the body is keeping us safe because at one time, as children, we were wounded. We had a need that was not met, right? Because we were raised by humans, not by robots. And so when we have a need and it's not met, a wound is formed. The body, again, is divine for safety and survival. 
So a wound is formed and we all have these wounds and we're walking around with these wounds and that's when we're triggered. So somebody says something to you and it, to them, it may seem really innocent, but to you, it triggers something from when you were seven or 10 or three or four. And so it's called protectors. The body forms these protectors. So it can be your control freak, your codependent, your, you play the victim, right? Everything happens to you. Someone, so it's someone else's fault. You can be the person that is an addict. You could be the person that chooses to numb out and dissociate. So we all have these aspects in us. Again, they were designed and created to keep us safe. But unfortunately, as adults, they keep us stuck. So they keep us from preventing to make new behaviors. It keeps us in this, this unhealthy paradigm of constantly reacting rather than responding. And again, it speaks to this idea of disconnection because when we were nomadic tribes and indigenous tribes, there was idea of ritual. There was idea of belonging. There was idea of everybody had a place. Everybody had a job. Everyone had a purpose. And the, I, the connection to mother nature was huge. It was survival, was connecting to mother nature, right? The people that were highly sensitive, they were the shamans of the tribe, the medicine women. They knew which plants were healing. They knew which plants were poisonous. They knew you know, they could feel the weather patterns moving in. They knew when there was trouble coming. And so in our society now, technology is revered rather than connection to mother nature, connection to ourselves. And so it also speaks to this idea along with unlearning is the idea of awareness, right? Like, so how am I spending my time? How am I treating my body? How am I responding to the belief systems that I'm still in? Do these belief systems still serve me? Are they still true? Are they actually helping me? Right? And so I think it's really important to question and be curious about how you're operating through life. Are you feeling really overwhelmed, right? So a lot of people, if you ask them how they feel, they're feeling really overwhelmed. They'll say, I'm really anxious. I'm depressed. I'm frustrated. But the thing is, there's so many feelings underneath that. But in our society, we're taught not to feel our feelings. We're taught not to feel our sensations, right? It's weak or they don't, you can't see them. They're not real. So they don't exist. But they do exist. And feelings and emotions are just energy in motion. It's just the body trying to express the experiences that it's coming across. And because we don't allow that to happen, it creates stuck energy in the body. And then this stuck energy then translates to disconnection, disease, imbalance. And it just keeps building and building and building until you have the situation where you have stage four cancer. You have, you know, uh, six months to live, right? And so we can stop it before it gets to that point. You're not defined by your genetics. Bruce Lipton talks about this a lot of in his book about the programming and the beliefs and epigenetics that environment is actually what causes a lot of disease. So not feeling your emotions, not feeling your sensations, being around toxic people, being around a toxic environment. There's a lot of toxin we're exposed to on a daily basis that the body is not prepared to deal with. So the body can get rid of a lot, but the modern day society we live in with all of these unseen toxins, the electromagnetic frequencies, the Wi-Fi, the 5G, the mold, the air pollution, the dirty water, like it all plays a role on the body and it taxes the body more. And so when you're disconnected and you're not trusting the messages from the body, when you're not honoring that inner knowing, that inner intuition, 
you're doing more harm than good. And then it just feels like there's so many things without your control, right? And it feels like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. There's too much to do. I don't, so I just am not going to do it. I'm just going to numb out. I'm just going to disconnect because that feels easier. And I argue it's actually not easier. It's um, it's kind of like a chain reaction from the moment yeah. we're born because one, we're jabbed with the poison dart and the more I've researched that, I will never, ever, ever get one and recommend nobody ever get one because they've never been proven to work. And it's from books that are like 80 years old and more. Yeah. And when you kind of mm -hmm. research it, like there's a very good book, The Poison Needle, and mm -hmm. they're talking about even smallpox and cowpox and it used to be cow and horsepox, but they said, don't use horse because people like horses. But one of the doctors in that was even saying that he never saw cancers till they start bringing this in. So it looks like this is all caused by cancers. But you mentioned the 5G and everything. Yeah, hidden dangers. Like that's from a captain that actually worked in yeah. the... It is unbelievable so we're bombarded i mean i grew up in the 70s and it was bad enough then because when you go to the doctor like i remember that we had mold on the wall and it was just constantly sick and but then you look at the food pyramid that they tell you every single thing that they tell you to eat is the opposite it's all toxic things that's damaging you so from the moment we're born our parents are thinking they're doing the best for us by bringing us to the doctor, by giving us the milk, giving us the bread, giving us all these different things. And it's actually destroying everything within us. And all we have to kind of do is kind of start listening to ourselves. And unfortunately, when you're getting a lot of these medicines, because we believe the doctors who have been indoctrinated and what I hate about it is because I don't know, is there even 5% of doctors that are actually on our side because they, they're getting kickbacks, serious kickbacks. I wrote about, yeah. I, I, I like, I, I remember asking a, a top consultant in Ireland, which, because we've got all of them in Ireland because of the tax loop. So they all, they, they're all based in Ireland for tax reasons. It's not because if they love Ireland. And I, I said, which ones don't do kickbacks? She said, they all do. So it's a case of like, they'll take it to a trip to Dubai for selling so much. But then you get something better. And then does they put in kind of like things to stop that, by the way. And then they just give them an open checkbook to the best restaurants in the world and pretend they've been taken out when in reality is they're going out with their partners or their friends or whatever. So when you see a doctor doing that and they're serving themselves and they're serving Big Pharma, at the expense of the people and they don't care because their pockets are being lined and they think they're having a great life. It is sad, but people have to kind of take control back themselves. So like I, I went through a few things with, I had back problem and I believe what I was told. It was like a trapped nerve in my early twenties, because I was running a big job for the company I was written. I was kind of thrown in too deep. If, if, if I kind of look back and they were, I was trying everything. I was trying acupuncture, chiropractor, and I was kind of thrown in the toe. Then they gave me an epidural. In the end, they recommended surgery. And unfortunately, I went along with it. And I assumed I would be okay. And I was not. And I cured myself by reading a book, Healing Back Pain by Dr. John Sarno, because it was a mental thing. And I have 
pass that information on to at least 20 people who have all been cured. And it pisses me off that they're doing that for operations because they're all getting money from this. And they push, same with surgeries with people with cancers. Oh, let's cut it out. No, you don't cut it out. You can actually remove things with spooky too. And just eating the right foods gets rid of this and the right thoughts and and every single thing. Like even when I was doing research for what I wrote about the charities for the cancer, most of them are corrupt. Every single thing that's supposed to be helping us is corrupt. And I mean, you've obviously, I can see you nodding. You know that as well. And the problem is, there's people that genuinely want to help and they think they're doing good. And there's even people donating their life savings to these when they pass on. And sometimes, I mean, some of the stuff that I've reported on, it was like 3% goes to actual charity. All you're doing is you're buying your man the Ferrari and the mansion. And they're the people that are actually creating all the stuff that is causing all the cancers and everything. So it's like, we have to take control back ourselves. And it's, I don't take any medicine, nothing. And the fear is no, because I mean, if you get hit by a bus in the morning, yeah, you need to go to that. There is times exactly. we it's do time need for emergency medicine. Yeah, exactly. yes, without a doubt. So it's not that we don't need it. But the problem right. is, like I know myself, I fear if I have to go into a hospital. I know my parents are the same in Ireland because they're killing them. Over the last couple of years, Midesilin in the UK, Remdesivir in 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 America. And when you hear that, and like there's nothing done to these people, like this is murder. But this has been going on for years. Like when I'm talking to nurses that are basically got out of being nursing years ago before even this, this has been going on for probably is it a hundred years? I don't know, but it's going on a long time that they're not serving the people. They're not giving them, you know, giving proper health care. The sad part is actually in the EU, it's actually a little bit better than America in that there are more laws about some of the toxins in food and that you can have right in the in the united states it's all about profits they don't care if they're poisoning and killing people it's all about money and so it's a corrupt system that is in empower and so the the medical system was not always like this so it was 200 years ago almost when john d rockefeller came into power you know he was a big oil baron he was all about money right and he wanted to make more money and he saw that he could standardize all of the medical schools. He got rid of all the naturopaths, right? He got rid of all the acupuncturists, all the homeopaths and said, we're going to standardize it. Everyone's going to learn the exact same thing. And it's going to be based upon pharmaceuticals as a treatment because it's made from petroleum and he could make more money. And so the whole medical system was changed by that. And then other countries took an you know, chicken example from America, which is not great, but there are still, you know, what we look down on is third world countries who just use homeopathic products and they don't have the disease issues we have. They're curing AIDS, they're curing cancer, people are living longer and they're living longer in a good way, not on 35 different medications. They're living longer on no medication. They're living happy, healthy, whole lives. And so when we look down on these other areas that, you know, their third world countries are not as evolved, they don't have the issues with 5G and, and Wi-Fi and 
all these other invisible I think, towers. unfortunately, I think they're changing that. Oh, because with the satellites lot, now, right. Yeah, the and there's a lot yeah. because a lot of people think right. uh, Elon Musk is our savior because he's with Twitter. No. And yeah. He is not. Oh, and I mean, no. you see him in his demonic clothing and you just look right. at uh, his mother and a lot of the things. And the problem is, it's not just him. It's Amazon are putting up satellites. Exactly. They're all doing it, which all means you could be in the Amazon and now right. you're going to be bombarded. And you're still bombarded, right. But like first, for instance, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right? Those areas, they didn't have access to Wi-Fi. They didn't have internet access the way that we had in, in westernized industrial societies. But now, like you're right, with all the satellites, it's pervasive. You can't escape it. But there are things you can do to bring your body back into balance. You can limit the amount of things you're exposed to. Again, it's taking your power back, right? Like you said about this, it's being, it's, being aware of what's going on. So in the past, and even now, you and I are labeled as conspiracy theorists, right? Like we're domestic terrorists been, because we're speaking I've out been the kicked truth. Off, uh, right? And YouTube. I'm like, I wear it with a badge. I'm like, I'm a rebel. Here's my badge. I loads of things. That. I've been Linktree, three channels from Linktree, right. Facebook shadow bands, you know, even my personal YouTube channel. I see it going backwards like at times, and you're like, right. Yeah. And and that's that's what's so sad in that these big companies these big corporations right so like in the united states there's five big corporations that control absolutely everything every industry and these corporations you can't even find out who the shareholders are you can't even find out who owns these companies because it is such a like a dark web of it because they want to stay protected because they want to stay in power that is not what it is about right is like it's not black about rock and vanguard yes, and yeah. yes and, vanguard. and, and yes. like for those that don't know because sometimes they think like pepsi and coca-cola are against each other these right. companies own shares in both of them all of them so it's just right. a game it is yeah. and it's just and that's what it is so they're playing a game with people's lives right and so now they're modifying what they're calling real food, but it's not real food, right? So Biden is saying food be, food be your medicine. He's not talking about going outside and eating your weeds and eating the vegetables you grow. He's talking about eating the fake food that they're trading in a lab and it's going to be harmful to your body because your body recognizes plants. Your body recognizes things that come from the earth, right? So pasture-raised animals, pasture-raised eggs. The body recognizes that and it it supports the body, the body does not recognize things that are created in a lab, whether that's pharmaceuticals, whether that's fake food, whether that's a vaccine, right? Like if they don't and recognize this, it, I don't know if you heard as well with the, with the bugs that they're kind of trying to get everybody to yeah. start. The parasites the in them are supposed to be right. terrible for us, but people aren't even talking about right. that. Like, Right. And that's the thing. It's always like a distraction technique, right? So like, I'm going to, I'm going to make you look at this while I make these changes over here so that you don't know what's going on until it's too late. And so we saw this playing out largely during COVID. Like a lot of that played out. It's been playing out for a long time, but it's become more apparent during COVID. So people are waking up. However, a, the large amount of the population is still very much stuck in this idea that I can't heal myself. My body is broken. I need to go to the doctor. I need to be on the medications, right? Like I can't even watch TV because every other commercial is for a vaccine or a medication. It's disgusting. Like I'm like, this is so disempowering. This is so harmful. This is so, it makes me really angry. And so when we can understand that we don't, that this system is broken, that we are not broken, it is the system and that we can 
there are things we can do to work back with the body. We, there are things we can control, right? Like you can eat real food, not food that comes from a box or a bag, unless it only has one or two ingredients, right? But you can grow your own food. Like I eat my weeds because I don't spray any chemicals. Again, I live in the world. So there is chemtrails, you know, my neighbors could be spraying chemicals, but personally, I'm not spraying on my property. So I feel okay eating what grows there, right? And the weeds are actually more medicinally and nutritionally potent than anything I could cultivate from seed because mother earth knows exactly what you need. But because you're consumed with spraying it with Roundup and Monsanto and poisoning the earth more and killing the bees and not understanding that this whole cycle of living is reliance on each other, we're actually killing the human population. You're poisoning yourself by doing these things, right? But so people don't understand that because again, you've been indoctrinated into this system, black and white, right and wrong. There is no middle. And I think it's causing, I know for a fact, because I experienced it, it's causing so much disease. It's causing so much depression. It's causing so much mental health issues. It's causing so much disconnection on so many levels that I like scream from the rooftops, like, please just, just open your eyes to something different. Just be curious. Like, even if you don't agree with what Roy and I are saying, if you think that it's crazy talk, that's fine. But just be curious about this system I'm buying into. Does it really serve me? Like this idea that I need these medications or I need to have this surgery, right? Like I never tell people these are the exact things you need to do, right? Like that's not my place to do that. If you're a sovereign being, you can decide for yourself. You get to choose what's best for you. But I'm not going to advocate for Western medicine, especially if you have chronic pain or chronic disease, because it will fail you. It will not help you. And so I tell people these are the suggestions I have, right? I give books too. Like these are the book suggestions. Check out this homeopathic remedy. Check out this book about herbalism. You know, experience what breathwork feels like so that you can open up to something that's bigger than you and like take the blinders off, right? And see that there is gray that exists, that it's not just black and white. It's not just good or bad. There's a lot of gray. And begin to feel comfortable with that in small steps that feel manageable, right? Because if we take big leaps, the body's like, oh my God, we're going to die. It's because it's wired for survival, right? So we take small manageable steps, right? So you run out of your laundry soap, you go to the environmental working group site, ewg.org, and you find a healthier alternative that's not filled with chemicals. And I check that site every time I run out of something because greenwashing happens where these big corporations that we discuss will buy these small mom and pop companies and they'll change all the ingredients because it's cheaper and then they're toxic ingredients again but the label says like free and clear right? or like all natural it's sick and yeah. how because i even say with my, my youngest child he's nine and i I'll, I'll show him the labeling and everything and it's like natural this natural that and it couldn't be further from the truth it's such right. trickery that they can have one little ingredient that's natural and that's how they can put natural on the product. And there's an app that I use here in Poland and it actually tells you all the different things in it. So you just scan yeah. the barcode. But for some right. reason, they you can see that they're even being pushed on because they no longer can do some kind of like shampoos and things like that. They're no longer showing that, which before, you know, there's so much toxins in that. And 
like I I use everything as as much as I can natural the toothpaste the dishwasher the washing like not all of them are brilliant you know it takes a while to find something that actually works right but the trickery in the labeling is so like it just shows we are fighting a massive battle here because the governments know the corporations are over them if you look at nestle and everything like even the baby food and everything like they were pushing yes. baby food in africa when they didn't even have water i mean all you have to do is formula like, yep. yeah what's going on here and it's like and like you know we're talking about the doctors earlier like i was i i remember when i was in ireland i went to the the clinic done by me and they said they'd done some tests and they said oh you've got high blood pressure so they wanted to put me on blood pressure tablets right away yep i hate medication and everything i just said i'm not going back i just said let it go when i spoke to the top consultant i was talking about she says they're known for that they're actually prescribed they're actually it's like that's how they're making a lot of their money they're supposed to test you about three times because stress can bring up your blood pressure and everything and what it is is it's a patient for life so obviously they're getting the kickback based on who they sign up and it's just a case of you just need to kind of go are they right you know, get three opinions. And then what I suggest is, like, don't even use Google. I use Brave, but it's a case of... Don't use Dr. Google. Depend on your question, like, how can I do this? Because if you ask a question, it tells... And it's the same with the AI. I've I've kind of... I'm seeing the dark side of AI, which isn't allowing me to put Mm -hmm. up my video, Mm -hmm. even on BitChute, which is kind of strange. Like, I've got something exposed in ChatGPT, and it's not allowing me to put it up. So it's like, hey, what's going on here that I can't put up a video that's kind of exposing this? So it just shows people do a search, and they believe it. So it's a case of finding the question. But what I kind of recommend, and it's probably similar to yourself, is you will find a few people, the people I ask the questions to, are the people that are one, they don't take any medicine or anything, but they look way better. They look fantastic because eventually it kind of, you see the difference in the people mm-hmm. that aren't taking any of these toxins. Cause it comes out, unfortunately it, you could take one of these blood pressure tablets for 10 years and then you're getting the, the prostate or you're getting something else. And then yeah. they're giving you the next magic pill for that. And it's just a slow kill pill is what I see it. Yeah, it's really, people don't even question it. It's like second nature. And I see this with my family, my own family, right? So like they always say, like, do you think you're, if you think you're healed, like go spend time with your family, right? Because all your triggers will just be activated again, right? And so like the my family doesn't really, they listen to what I have to say, but they don't actually follow through on it because they trust the doctor still, right? They're stuck in that paradigm. But like perfect strangers, will follow through what I have to say, because I'll say, you know, I say all the time, do not go on Dr. Google. First of all, Google 10 years ago, you could actually find like actual real information that was informative and helpful and not biased. But now that's not the case. Cause again, the corporations own it. So they're going to let you see what they want you to see. Right. And so you have to maybe go to page removed, 30. Just, like you probably are right. aware of this, but right. just for the listeners, the listeners on the book that I had, they removed a load of the actual uh, links that had it. And a load of the guests right. that I've had, like naturopathic doctors and everything, all the stuff that they were getting is all links are gone. So they're basically yep. removing the stuff that's right. proving what's natural is working. And then they're just giving up all the toxic stuff. And that's why I always tell people, get a book, buy a book, because before you can't buy certain books anymore, right? Like there are books that are being banned. 
buy the book, use the library. I did that. Well, it was free, right? I had access to the library. I got books out. I would read them. And if they were useful, I would buy them. And then I have them now, right? So I have all of my foraging books. I have all of my herbalism books. I have all my homeopathy books. No one can take that away from me, technically, right? But the internet, you don't own that. So you, you know, there's a site that you have reliable information on. They're going to take that site away. And then how are you going to find your information? So get the book, find the people in your community who are doing this, make friends with the farmer, right? So like two of my friends are farmers. I get my pasture-raised meat from them. I, you know, we, we share seeds, grow your own food, grow your garden, grow your medicinal herbs. Like there are so many things you can do to take your power back. Make your own cleaning products. I did that because it was cheaper and I could control what was in it, right? So like I clean my house basically with vinegar and baking soda, aluminum-free baking soda, and I use essential oils. But the same thing, like the essential oil industry has become very, very um, contaminated, I'm going to say, right? In that you can't get pure essential oils anymore. So what I do is I grow my own plants and I make my own infused oils and I turn them into herbal bombs. And I just opened an Etsy shop and I've been sharing them with people in the greater United States because it's not just for friends and family anymore, because I feel like people need access to things like this. People need to know that there are people out there who have the knowledge, are willing to spread it, right? So we're being very vulnerable to sharing our stories, telling you all their experiences we've had, but we're doing that because there's power in knowledge, right? So you can take a giant down with one small stone. These corporations are giants, but if if more of us get involved and educate ourselves and become aware of what's going on, we can begin to dismantle the system. We can, you know, use your money, use, use your money resourcefully, right? So like, I'm not, I know I very much try not to use Amazon because I don't want to support them. I don't, I don't like that, right? I'm not going to go out and buy a Tesla. Not going to do it. I'm not, you know, like there are things like I'm going to give my money to that farm. I'm going to give my money to the seed companies. I'm not, I don't really shop at a traditional supermarket. I just don't do that because I don't buy those products, right? And so it's a pervasive system, but there are so many levels that you can consistently begin to make those small changes, right? Again, to not overwhelm the system, to not over overwhelm and make your life harder. We're just offering these suggestions as a, as a point of awareness, as a point of just empowerment. And you mentioned uh, the weeds. So it's like um, uh, the yellow weeds that you're talking dandelions. about. So, yeah, dandelions. Yeah. So what exactly do people do? Because I mean, my garden is full of them. I know my father yeah. years ago was able to make a, a white wine and it was beautiful. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah. like, is it that you boil it or you, what? Because most people have access to I mean, you could do dandelions. so many things. So this time of year is springtime, right? In the Northern Hemisphere. And so Mother Earth is providing you with all of the herbs that you need to to help clear out the heavy stagnation from wintertime, right? Because in wintertime, like we don't really move as much. We eat heavier food. So springtime, you want to move all your system. So the lymph system is a system that does not have an internal pump. So it gets stuck. So there's a lot of areas that may feel tender, like around your armpits, in your groin, the back of the knees. That's where the lymph system becomes stagnant. So you can get massage, but you can also support yourself by, you know, eating the dandelions. You could throw them into smoothies. You can drink dandelion root tea. 
Again, you want to be really mindful of where you're foraging from. You want to know how to properly identify, but you can buy foraging books. Like I have foraging books for the Northeast. You can buy foraging books for the area that you live in. There might be a local foraging group that you can contact and go on the walks with them and learn how to properly identify because there are poisonous lookalikes. There are plants that if you eat too much of them, you will get sick, right? So it's something you want to be mindful about. But if you're wanting to learn about it, get the book, find someone to talk to, you know, again, don't put poisons down in your yard, like grass, you can't eat the grass and grass is so uses so many resources. It needs so much water, right? You have to put chemicals down for it to look good. I don't, ha I don't like grass. I mean, we don't really have, like, we had sod when we moved in and it's no longer sod. Like it is clover. It is chickweed. That's what's coming up right now. There are cleavers. There are thistles. I mean, all of these plants, wild lettuce, yellow dock root, they all have medicinal property. So like the yellow dock root, when it flowers, you can grind the seed pods when they turn brown into a flower and use that to bake with. You can use the root medicinally. You can eat the leaves, right? So like a lot of these plants are dual purpose. So you could put chickweed in a salad, but you could make a pesto out of it. You could put it in, like I just put it in smoothies because it's just a lot easier and I'm kind of lazy and that when I cook, I cook like a big batch and I freeze it. And because if I don't feel good, I can just take food out of the freezer, right? Like I can drink a smoothie that's been made. It has what I need in it. And so a lot of them are very bitter, but that's a reason because the bitter is what gets the lymph system moving. It's what flushes out the system. It's what's supportive to the liver, the kidneys, the gallbladder, right? And so again, when we understand how mother nature provides for us and we're appreciative and grateful, she'll provide more. Right? And so she will keep giving you what you need to be supported. So people will tell me, like, I have this issue. I said, nine times out of 10, if you walk in your backyard, that plant is growing there because Mother Earth knows you need that plant. So there's so much intelligence that exists there that we are so blind to and so disconnected from. But when you begin to open up to it and show that you are receptive to receiving it, more will come in. Right. And so just like when you go on this, you know, this travel off the yellow brick road, which is where Roy and I go, like, because we're rebels, we don't follow the yellow brick road, right? There, The universe will point you in directions. And that's exactly what happened to me in my healing journey. Like I started plant medicine. I learned about, I took a bunch of herbalism courses. Some were free, some I had to pay for, right? I read a ton of books and then I began to play like, and the plants began to speak to me, like use me for this, you know, infuse me into a tincture, make me into a tea, right? And so we are all designed differently. So there is no one diet for anybody, no matter what is going on, right? We all have different experiences and needs in our body. But when you begin to understand the messages from your body after you eat something like, oh, I didn't feel so good, you know that your body doesn't like that typical food, right? So for me, it's dairy, it's gluten, it's eggs. Like I don't respond well to those foods. And so even if someone quote unquote tells you they're healthy, they're not healthy for you. And so- the plants, again, not all of them are going to be healthy for you, right? So understanding the properties that they have and the constitution, Ayurveda talks about this, right? So they all have different constitutions, just like we all have different constitutions. So maybe you're cold all the time. Maybe you're hot all the time. Maybe you have a lot of swelling, right? So it's understanding, again, what is the body trying to tell me? 
And how can I support it rather than ignoring it, rather than trying to numb it out? How can I support it? That's the importance of that process. And with, because I mean, definitely all the plants and going natural is brilliant. And with the breath work thin, because I think you're kind of tapping into your inner self by just breathing properly. But I know it can help in a lot of things. You might just, those that aren't familiar with what breathwork can actually help with. Yeah. I mean, breathwork is like a miracle to me. Literally, it's it does so many different things. And again, it's one of those ancient healing systems that have been for thousands of years, right? So there is no real science behind it. It's not woo-woo, just like plant medicine is not woo-woo. And so breathwork actually, when we intentionally breathe and are physically present in the body, which a lot of us are not, because again, we don't feel our sensations, we don't feel our emotions, the body is designed to heal. So it's designed to release and repair that trauma that you may be holding since childhood, that you may have inherited from 10 generations back, right? Because it's all energy and it's just passed along. And if it's not cleared, it just becomes stuck and it's inherited in each generation. And so when we are present with our breath and there's nothing complicated, like you literally can just do it and inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth and just do intentional deep breathing five times and feel a difference, right? And so in breath, we allow the mind to rest and we trust the body to take over. And so the best example is this is when you watch an animal in the wild or like, so I live, it's kind of rural where I live and we have lots of animals. And so my dog will chase the bunnies. And so she's gotten them a few times. And so she'll chase them. And when they get away, you'll watch, they shake it off. When they deemed it safe, when the body has deemed it safe, they will process out that trauma. So it doesn't become stuck in the body. We don't do that as humans. We push it down. We numb out. We don't allow it to actually be processed and healed. So in breath work, the process happens without us having an agenda, without us saying it needs to happen. We trust the body to do what it needs to do. And the body knows exactly what can be moved out at what time. So it's going into that subconscious area that some people get through meditation, but breathwork is for everybody. Like if you can't meditate, breathwork is for you. It's literally for everybody that has a pulse because again, you've been breathing since birth. It's not a foreign concept. There's a lot of freedom and that you can move. You can vocally express, you can do whatever feels good that your body is asking for you to do. There is no right or wrong. It's a personal expression. Every session looks different for each person. And there's a lot of freedom that can occur. And when you actually sit and feel the sensations as they come up and the emotions as they come up, they move through very fast, 60 to 90 seconds, right? But when we don't feel those things and they come bogged down in the body and they create all this trauma and all this, you know, energy blockages, we're dealing with it 75 years later, hundred years later, right? Like we're inheriting everyone else's trauma. It's in our body and we're not, it's not being processed, but there's a lot of different modalities that will allow that to happen besides breath. So even if the breath doesn't feel good for you and it's not, you know, it's not your thing, that's fine, right? It's not your jam. That's okay. You can choose something else. If there's TRE, there's EFT tapping and all of these different modalities I bring in as a suggestion. Hey, that didn't feel so good. If that felt too much for you, right? Like, let's try this other thing. And that's, that's the brilliance of the energy medicine techniques that there's so many different 
techniques to choose from, right? There's Tai Chi, there's Qigong, there's I Ching, there's yoga, right? There's energy medicine yoga, there's Donna Eden energy medicine. Like there are so many different things to do. The whole point of energy medicine and breath is just to be present in the body, to remember that it's safe to be in the body. Because if you've had big T trauma as a child, right? You may not feel safe to be in your body. Like that was me. It did not feel safe to be in my body. If you're in chronic pain, it doesn't feel safe to be in the body. You don't want to feel the pain 24 seven. So we escape, right? We dissociate, we numb, whatever, you know, we use an addiction, whatever that may be, right? Whatever protector is your go-to. We all have it. We all do it. And so it's not about achieving perfection. I'm not going to sit here and say that I, you know, can do this all the time, 24 seven, because I'm human. I can't. But I have all these tools. I don't use them all every day. I know which one I need to use when something comes up typically, right? A lot of times that is breath because it's always available. I always have it. I don't have to go anywhere special. I don't have to do anything special. I can just take three or four or five deep breaths and feel a difference in my body. And with the the breath work, because I've kind of, I don't know, 10 different facilitators what I would suggest is kind of perhaps like doctors as well, because there's a few yeah. people out there. I think yes, they're, wing, they're, they're winging it. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And maybe your first experience was with somebody like that. And it's like, right. just kind of play around and you'll find something. Right. And as you say, maybe it's not bread work. It could be the tapping or right. something. But even with the tapping, there's some people that don't know what they're doing with yeah. that as well. But you'll, you'll find something because your body will react and you start kind of feeling better and then you more in tune with everything that's going on and just regarding the, you know the kitchen and like even say the makeup and stuff like that because I, I like i said to people like, are you dying to look beautiful because the amount of toxins in that and like i even aftershaves like i haven't wore aftershaves for years since i started reading about it i was like right. what everything and it's like what you're just looking at so it's like if you're rubbing some cream into your hand, unless you can put it into your mouth, you shouldn't be rubbing it on your hand because mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. your your body is an organ and it's going into your system. And it's kind of don't overwhelm yourself. Don't overwhelm yourself with, with your shopping, but just make a change slowly but surely and mm -hmm. try to get, you know, if you've kids, get them involved, get everybody involved. Mm -hmm. That does not people kind of objecting and fighting you and just, you know, just looking at it. And I mean, you mentioned the 5G, like there was one of the things... Because I, I see you've got the the lead with your airphone. I I bought the um, the wireless ones at one stage, and I just wasn't feeling right. And I got I saw a video on a guy who had the testing on it, and it's basically the frequency goes from one ear to the other and down to the device, not from each ear down to the device. And I was like, never again. And I tell people don't use it. But I'm so shocked that I say this to people. I say, look away and look at this. Ah, it's grand. Because they can't see it. And it's like living under a pylon or, you know, the overheads, power lines. Even if you're like at an angle from it, that it does cause cancer. The cancer rates are through the roof around that area. Yet people will buy a house because it's like 20% cheaper and they don't think about it. And I don't know, have you spotted it where you're living? But in Poland here nearly on all the roofs especially on the main kind of roads they're massive 5g towers on top of the buildings 
that's like an open microwave and I'm looking at it and I'm I even see it near the school that my son is in, and it's like I'm trying to object and tell people and it's like I have two heads and okay. I'm telling them this is military there's people that have worked for the military have come out and said yes this is a military weapon and yet people are kind of looking at us going <laughs> we're mm-hmm. yeah so it's like it's crazy. Don't be it's trusting so the doctors. Don't be trusting right. the scientists the because it's who's paying them. Like these peer right. review things, who's who's paid for it? Because they've got all right. these reports, and forty years later, it comes out. Oh yeah, I was all uh, doctored because they wait till the person is dead or they can't do no more, so there's no liability. So it's mm-hmm. like don't trust. You can't trust mm-hmm. anything. You have to just kind of yeah. trust your intuition and. Yeah, you have to go with the inner guidance. Exactly. Like you have to trust your intuition, your gut instinct, right? Like feel it in your gut. Like these are all phrases that have been around for a really long time. And it, when you speak of the EMF, like people put a phone to their head, right? Or the, they have the baby monitors. It, there are studies that show that baby monitors cause kids to be neurodivergent. They cause them to be, to learn not to speak because the baby monitor sends a frequency that actually zaps the baby and the baby learns not to speak. And that's why the kid is then labeled neurodivergent. It's because the baby monitor, right? I, and I the, saw that recently about the baby yeah. monitors. And I was thinking, oh my God, because my eldest child, she, she's 23 today. And I was like, did yeah. I have a baby monitor? And I was like, you know, because I didn't know. And right. I've heard of you even 5G crazy. that that's yeah. outside the windows, that there's way more cot deaths. So it's connected to cot deaths. They know it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but the smart meters as well. You've the tintinitis. Yeah. And smart meters are obviously affecting everybody in the house. Yeah. And yeah. it's like. I mean, you can see that this, there's plants that are next to smart meters that die immediately. Yeah. Like within yeah. a month, they're dead. And right? Wi-Fi next to Wi-Fi. Even next right. to the Wi-Fi unit. Exactly. Yeah. in the router. Right. So that's the thing is like, there are things you can do, right? So in our house, we don't have a smart meter. We have to pay for a fee to get opt out. There's two states in the United States that actually, you cannot actually do that. So luckily I'm in a state that I can opt out, right? You can opt out of a smart meter. You can direct wire everything. So in our house, we have no Wi-Fi. We have a router actually from Europe that it everything is direct connected to it. We can push a button and make Wi-Fi go on if we need to use the printer or something like that. We have no smart appliances. Nothing in my house is smart. Everything is dumb. I'm good with that, right? You can turn your router and put it on a Christmas tree timer and have it go off at 10 o'clock every night because from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is when your body is doing all the restorative, all the detoxifying. So you don't want to be radiated constantly, right? You can be mindful of how these toxins are affecting you. Like maybe you don't feel it. Like Roy and I feel it. So I'm just, when they put a smart meter in my house without me knowing that it was going on, they did not notify us. I was debilitated. I could not get out of bed. My husband came home. He said, they put a smart meter on the house. They must've put it on last night or this morning. And I was like, yeah, I can't get out of bed. And that month that it was on my house, I literally felt like I was dying. And so I am hypersensitive, right? So my body feels it, but a lot of people don't. So they see, think that they're fine, but your body is suffering. You're just not aware that it's suffering, right? You're attributing those symptoms to something else, or you're not paying attention to the symptoms. So again, it speaks to that idea of awareness, education, empowering yourself to do, to take responsibility, to do better for yourself, for your family in that you still have the ability to do that, right? Like you you can do that. It will take work. Yes, it will take work, but there are resources for people to go to. Like you were talking about 
the 5G antennas. And it's interesting because my my friend, her husband was in the um, FDNY, New York City Fire Department. And 10 years ago, they had training of how harmful 5G was in smart meters. And then the first place they put them was on the firehouses. But they stuck, the they stuck together to get rid of the fire station. So of all the people, they were aware of it. And they said they were basically, <laughs> they, like, they, they stood up and said no. But yes, it's like they had the balls to stick together and stop this. But yes. For their children, right. it's like, yeah, it's okay on schools or in hospitals. The one place right. of children and in hospitals that they should never right. be. Right, the one, right, the vulnerable population, right. And the thing is, is that what people don't understand is those frequencies actually will make everything else stronger. So if you have mold, it will make the mold grow faster. If you have a parasite issue, it's going to make the parasite stronger in your body. If you have an issue of something else, right, like a, right now, like a heavy metal issue, you become an antenna with those with those radioactive properties and so this there is science that goes back to when radio was developed of how harmful it was like in the 1920s like this has been around for 100 years they know it's been harmful and it's still happening again because it's a broken system it's all about money right so like we sound like you know we're saying the same thing over and over again but it's a emphasize how broken the system is and how it's all interconnected and how pervasive all these issues are, but that you still have the ability to make the changes for yourself and your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I totally enjoyed our conversation. And I know, listen, that what you've mentioned, you know, the books go away, get the books and th there is ways around it. It's not doom and gloom. We can actually make change you know, we can hardware so that we have the internet in the house. We don't have to have the Wi-Fi or, as you mentioned, the timer, which is very important as well, because sometimes, you know, people feel they can't get out of it. So what's the, the best way that they can get in contact with you, Amy? So I'm going to include uh, two free gifts for the readers. It's five tips to avoid overwhelm. And then I'm going to include that feeling journal. So you can see, like, when you feel overwhelmed, what actually, you know, 15 different feelings that could be, Right. And they can also check me out at mindbodyspiritbreath.com. Okay, excellent. Listen, thank you very much. I'll make sure I put the links both thank in the you. audio and the video. So that's all for the meditation podcast. And I'll also say the awakening podcast because I like to expose fraud and corruption. And I think this episode would actually be very good for that as well. So you'll find uh, everything on me, my other podcast, bio.link forward slash podcaster. Be sure to give us a thumbs up, five-star rating, share with your friends. Really helps. Until next week, take care.